0: What's going on, FA Nation? You are either celebrating or licking your wounds after a very interesting slash horrific Week 15. I'm Dan Malin. I'm joined by James Grande. Grande, there is so much that we could talk about from Week 15. Ultimately, in a nutshell, how how did it treat you?
1: It sucked ass, Dan. Uh, and uh, that's, that's the first time I think we've cursed on this pod all year. Um,
0: hey man, you're the one ending no, it.
1: So, <laughs> <laughs> but no time like the present to break it out. Um, it sucked. Uh, I saw a tweet yesterday that said, uh, "For next year, <laughs> just remember that all the JJ guys." JJ Zacharyson, you saw yeah, the exact bench, same tweet to bench all of the guys <laughs> that got you there. <laughs> come playoff yeah. time. No, uh, it's such a
0: funny tweet. Yeah, it was an you.
1: amazing tweet um, because it couldn't be. It couldn't be like more fitting for how this week went. Um, I'm not dead in the water in every league, but, man, I my life my life jacket has a hole in it, Dan, and I don't have many things to patch it up. So uh, I might be sinking here pretty soon. How about yourself, brother? Uh,
0: for DFS, it turned out okay. Oh, really? What's Did it really?
1: Time. Did it really, Dan?
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know what's gone into me, but, like, I haven't really been putting much DFS research into it. Um, And I feel bad because there are people like Hans and and a couple of folks on Saturday night that are asking me like, what's, who's your favorite quarterback play? And I'm like, I don't know, dude, I have not read. I have not read Howard's playbook. I haven't read John's quarterback coach. Like I've literally done all my, the last three weeks in a row, I've just done quick research on Sunday. Now I haven't been playing as heavy, but you know, my DK cash line, I put up 129 points. It was good enough to double up. Um, I had the same day. I, took down an NHL showdown contest. So that helped a little, that, you know, padded <laughs> the numbers a little bit. Um, but for season-long fantasy, I can't say that I suffered from as much pain because I I was either out of it in most of my leagues or I had a buy in some of my bigger stakes, my right. higher stakes leagues. Uh, so I dodged bullets mm-hmm. in that regard. But, like, my eyeballs didn't need to tell me much that, like, this, right. this was... An absolutely nightmarish week. So I don't know if we've done wizard winners and losers lately. Um, but we have more losers to talk about than winners. But I'll start. Like A winner for me this week was Gabriel Davis. I had a lot of exposure to him in DFS. He was in my cash lineup, and he came in under 18% owned in a lot of my contests. Five catches, 85 yards, a pair of touchdowns. He did benefit from Emmanuel Sanders' injury. Um, I'm not going to complain about it. I jumped on it. He was very cheap. Uh, so for me personally, Gabriel Davis is my winner this week.
1: Um, I'm going to go out to uh, Houston, and I think it was a few weeks ago when I buried uh, Brandon Cooks, buried him, sent him sent him to the waiver wire, wanted nothing to do with him, and then something happened where uh, the coach in Houston decided, you know what, why are we still playing Tyrod Taylor when we could play uh, long-necked Davis Mills Who's actually pretty good? A guy they drafted in the third round, runs a pro system in Stanford, or from when he, during his time in Stanford. And Brandon Cooks has done nothing but benefit back to back 100 yard games, back to back double digit target games, and he got two tutties this week, Dan. Uh, Brandon Cooks was a very popular DFS play. Um, He was all over the content this week. Brandon Cooks was my winner, and Brandon Cooks, as long as Davis Mills is under center, is poised to win some leagues this year
0: Uh loser for me i'm gonna talk about one game in general and it's gonna be the sunday night game the saints bucks <laughs> game everybody not named marquez callaway just really disappointed their owners tom brady 214 passing yards one interception leonard Fournette, 34 rushing yards but he did salvage his night in ppr formats with seven catches chris godwin is done for the year and he finished sunday night's game with six catches for 49 yards Gronk had two catches, 29 yards. Evans, one catch, and he left with an injury. Taysom Hill, who we thought would be able to, at the very least, vulture a touchdown or rack up the rushing yards, and he finished with 154 passing yards and only 33 rushing yards. Alvin Kamara, only 18 rushing yards and two catches. Pretty much any fantasy-relevant player in this game was an absolute dud. Uh, So my losers this week are coming from New Orleans and Tampa Bay.
1: Um, My loser is going to be a group of us. And a group of us being those fish, including myself, that continue to think that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be a good play in DFS on a weekly basis. And to continue to think that Jimmy Garoppolo, every time the ball is driven down the field, won't be poached by a rushing touchdown. Because it happens every week. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo looked great this week. Drove the ball down the field the entire game. But you know what, Dan? Three rushing touchdowns later by Kyle Juszczyk, former wide receiver Debo Samuel, and former scrub turned apparently star Jeff Wilson. Three touchdowns, Jimmy G won despite, you know, 18 of 23, 235 yards and and a tutty. All those fish, including myself, that continue to think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be a good DFS play. Um, Shame on us. Shame on us.
0: I like that you uh, start you went with a 49ers player because I'd like to transition to the 49ers backfield and truth be told, I told a lot of people to sit Jeff Wilson on Sunday. I understand the matchup was good. The volume was there, but at the same time we've seen that from Jeff Wilson for arguably the last two or three weeks. Um, and honestly, I, I've watched, I can't believe I'm saying this because I don't live on the West Coast. I don't have a dog in this fight. My name is not Ryan Hallam. I don't give <laughs> a crap about the San Francisco 49ers. But I've watched each of their last four or five games. I've seen every Jeff Wilson handoff and carry. And he just has not looked good when he's been given the opportunity. But then again on Sunday, I'm telling people to sit him like he just hasn't looked great. I don't care like that the workload is there. If he's going to go out and get 14, 15 carries for 52 yards, BFD, that's right. not doing much to help you. But, of course, he goes out with 20 carries, rushes for 110 <laughs> yards and a touchdown. Now, if slash when Elijah Mitchell does return, do we see Kyle Shanahan likely go back to a split backfield, which he's notorious for uh, in his time as the San Francisco 49ers head coach? He did this when he was the offensive coordinator for the Atlanta Falcons when they went to the Super Bowl. The matchups coming up for the 49ers are actually pretty inviting against the Titans and Texans. Is this a situation where you're just hoping Mitchell is inactive so you can play Jeff Wilson? Or are we hoping Mitchell comes back? I know there are a lot of fantasy owners that are just stashing him and that you hope that when he comes back, he gets the full workload because the, it, it is shaping up for Jeff Wilson to potentially be a league winner in week 16 and 17.
1: I mean, you kind of nailed it. I think it's completely. Oh, thanks, conting- I think it's completely contingent on the health of Mitchell because if he's in, I know there has been somewhat of a split backfield and that is shanahan's mo but like mitchell is the has looked all the part of what we thought trey sermon was going to look like right like mitchell has been that dude and in the games that he's been active for wilson's played less than 20 percent of the snaps the last two games that um mitchell's been healthy for so if mitchell is back the knee and the concussion, obviously, there's multiple issues going on right now. Um, if he's back, I want nothing to do with Jeff Wilson. If he is inactive, you're right. The matchups dictate Jeff Wilson as a potential league winner. Um, but obviously, we need to know the status of Mitchell uh, moving forward before we can actually like definitively make that claim. Now, I don't know of your opinion. I'm sure you do the waiver wire column at this point. Um, I would, whether or not, you know, I'm, if Wilson is out there, I'm picking him up regardless because it's, uh, you know, there's a chance if Mitchell doesn't return, now you have an RV, a high-end RV two that you just picked up off your way.
0: Right. No, good call. I mean, uh, in a league that I was on by this week, I did notice that somebody else dropped Jeff Wilson just I I don't know if they were thinking Elijah Mitchell was going to come back but I I I gladly threw two dollars a fab just to grab Jeff Wilson and if Elijah Mitchell does miss time going forward this is also a team where I own Ezekiel Elliott and if I'm not feeling confident in Zeke and his workload or whatever nagging injury as I may slot Jeff Wilson in as much as I have been dumping on him in recent memory um but let's transition to the Cincinnati backfield Joe Mixon did leave Sunday's game after I think he had about 17 carries. He just didn't get to do very much with it, which is unfortunate because Denver does have a run funnel defense as Howard has so gracefully noted in many of his DFS playbooks. But Samaji Piran, who would you prioritize this week as a waiver wire wire priority, Piran or Jeff Wilson uh, on the off chance that Mixon does miss any time going forward? I don't know if Mixon was frustrated on the sidelines due to poor play if he was frustrated because he couldn't go back in, or if he was frustrated because he was actually hurt. He did look a little pissed off on the sidelines. Um, I read that initially as this could be a, a pretty serious injury. But the Bengals don't have as inviting of a schedule as San Francisco does. The Bengals have to go through Baltimore and Kansas City, and we've talked about how Kansas City's defense has been looking much, much better of late. Um, how do you view Prine over the final two weeks if Joe Mixon was to miss any time? Low-end RB2 at best I'm guessing
1: yeah at best and it's like he provides he provides enough in the passing game to like make like to possibly sneak into the top 24 um especially with a lot of teams getting looks at different guys and um anyone injured on teams that are like potentially out you know might not get full workloads just for to save them for the future I prefer Wilson if there's no Mitchell. You, you, t- I mean, you hit the nail on the head. It's the schedule. The schedule for one guy is way better than the schedule for the other guy. Um, the I would almost say you are underselling the Chiefs defense. They've been balling outside of the game against the Chargers. And you know, truth, truth be told, they made some big fourth down stops in that game. Obviously. Even in a
0: game with against the Chargers without Chris Jones, they still played pretty well.
1: Yeah, even in a game without Chris Jones, so. um I lean Wilson. Obviously, though, like this could all be for naught if Mitchell and Mixon play. Like then it, they're both essentially irrelevant. Then like at best you're just stashing them on your bench. Um, but if both guys sit, they both have appeal. I still lean Wilson, but it is interesting because Wilson provides zero to zero in the passing game. That's that's going to be the Jamichael Hasty role or Debo uh, because now Debo is a running back. Um, and Pirine does, Pirine is a good pass catcher. He is used in the two minute drill. Um, I guess they could use Evans right in the two minute drill to replace, uh, Pirine if Pirine were to, um, you know, slide into Mixon's role, but long, long story short, I do prefer, uh, Wilson to Pirine.
0: All right, it's time for this week's edition of Are They Bad? Let's touch on the Arizona Cardinals. They started the season <laughs> 7-0. They're now 3-4 and in their last seven games. They're coming off a very demoralizing loss to the Lions. It's been, uh, I guess, a known fact the last few days that DeAndre Hopkins is going to miss the rest of the regular season. If the Cardinals do make it to the NFC Championship or the Super Bowl, there's a possibility he does return. But Kyler himself had an underwhelming day with just 257 yards, a touchdown, and an interception with Chase Edmonds in the back, uh, back in the backfield. Uh, It was virtually split between him and James Conner, but that could have been more game script dependent because surprisingly the Cardinals were playing from behind a lot. It's so hard to believe the Cardinals had that much of an ass kicking at the hands of the Detroit Lions Uh, But does Sunday's performance have you feeling uncertain about any of the Cardinals in Weeks 16 and 17 against the Colts and the Cowboys? I know we got a huge game from Christian Kirk. That was great to see. But are you starting any Cardinals going forward with a ton of confidence?
1: I mean, the Colts' defense is good. Um, So is Dallas. Yeah, both defenses are really good. Um, I mean, I'm not sitting Kyler Murray. I'm sorry. Like, I'm not sitting Kyler Murray. It's a discussion that you and I have had a couple weeks in a row now. It's like, there's about 12 quarterbacks in the league that we're starting on a weekly basis, and Kyler Murray is one of them. I get My it. My issue
0: with that. Kyler is that he falls on, like, two ends of the spectrum. It's like he's either breaking the slate or he's coming up very short of what we want from him. Like, there's no middle ground where he he's at, at this stage in the game where he's just comfortably getting – 26 28 fantasy points like he's supposed to have that rushing upside that we value from a quarterback and we just like it's been frustrating for a while from the Cardinals.
1: it's fair and I mean the weird thing is like he said he wasn't going to rush more and that like to begin the year yeah but like like he has a great arm and he's a good passer but like his best asset is rushing the football like, he is, he is at his best when he's scrambling around making plays. I mean, two weeks ago against – or three weeks ago against the Bears, he had two rushing touchdowns. He only needs to throw 15 times. He had four touchdowns. As you mentioned, like, it's a, a slate breaker that way. Um, I'm starting Kyler. I'm starting Christian Kirk, even though it's, like, a little uncomfortable. I'm, I'm starting Ertz. Uh, that is the one spot you can attack the Colts with tight ends. Uh, we just saw – I mean, you know, Hunter Henry had a pretty good game. Uh, this this past week gets the cold, so I'm definitely starting Ertz, um, and then the running backs. I don't know because you know I've been high on James Conner all year. I have a ton of shares of James Conner, um, and he pretty much you know one of many people that just ruined my whole my whole <laughs> campaign because I mean you know back to a split backfield, so I don't feel comfortable playing either of the running backs. Um, do I think they're bad? No. Do I think they're good? No. I think that. Ten and four is probably a little of a facade, um, but I do think they're good enough to be in the playoffs. I think Green Bay is the best team in the NFC. Um, I don't think that's bold either because everything's so wide open. I have no idea who the best team in the AFC. I guess, like, I think right now it's probably Kansas City. I think it. I think it's Kansas City. Um, I think obviously New England's there, but you know. The Colts looked pretty damn good this past week. I think the Colts are probably everybody's dark horse right now in the AFC as well. Right. Um, I, I guess they can't really be a dark horse anymore because they they beat the Patriots. Um, who like if you were to pick if you were to pick the Super Bowl right now, Arizona's not in it, right?
0: Uh, yeah, they would not be in it.
1: Who's you, who? Who's representing the NFC for you?
0: Green Bay, Tampa, Tampa Bay, still. Tampa Bay.
1: You're still even without godwin
0: they're getting antonio brown back you can look at me like that all you want i i i when antonio brown is on the field he is a favorite target of tom brady he
1: just better not get... i mean now that we know he's not vaccinated he better, he better not get covid
0: i mean sure but that I'm like that applies to most of the league it's right, like that's we fair. these are that's like fair. alpha males and that's fair i'm willing to bet that there are Plenty of superstar players out there that are not vaccinated yeah, that we just yeah, don't well, know about. Well,
1: it, I, it only I, comes
0: to light when they test positive or they're trying to submit a fake vaccination card.
1: <laughs> did, oh, did someone do? Did somebody do? Oh, okay. Uh, who who would be your representative in the AFC?
0: Um. I'm not gonna be dumb and say New England. You
1: can be. I mean, is that dumb?
0: <laughs> Yo, you're giving me permission to be dumb.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, why do you think? I'm it's not going say New England. Well,
0: I know they they still have a big game against Buffalo coming up in they Week They clinch 16.
1: and they clinch, right? If they win, they clinch the division.
0: would Be 10 and 5. The Bills would be eight and six. And you'd be
1: two and zero oh against Buffalo.
0: Or they, they'd they have the they.
1: Ultimately, like based on what I'm seeing right
0: now, only because the Chiefs have won seven straight games. Like that, we we were laughing at this team back in October because they were. We call them
1: we they we yeah. were, we wrote them off,
0: <laughs> but and it and honestly, it's not really like that. Mahomes is like rejuvenating or like it's the like defense, bringing, dude. It, it's the defense. Like it's it's the one weak point the Chiefs have had for the last two or three years. Even when they won the Super Bowl a few years ago, the defense still wasn't good. And the defense is arguably what has carried them the last few weeks. And so I'm I'm probably going to lean the Chiefs right now because I mean. I heard Travis Kelsey was on COVID protocols yep, this week, today. but I heard them- as of today. He still I think he's vaccinated and he has a shot to play Sunday. But they they still like they haven't really been bitten by the injury bug. Right. They're playing great on defense. And so they're healthy. The defense is peaking. I have no reason to believe that the Chiefs won't make it to the Super Bowl for the third year in a row. Really, the only team I think that can knock them off right now. I'm not even gonna say it's Buffalo. I think it would be the Colts.
1: I think it would be the Colts, because they can, because when it's the playoffs and you can run the football, it's I mean, you can control the clock for the entire game. I mean, that's that's the thing, right? If the chiefs, if the Chiefs figure it out on offense, just pencil them in now. There's no point there let's just simulate simulate the rest of the year, right? if if their offense can figure it out, just simulate the rest of the year. I remember we were, the first seven games. We were just talking about how bad they were, and their defense was so bad. Daniel Sorensen was like the laughing stock of the league. Attack Sorensen, sack Sorensen, wherever he is, throw the football at him. And now here we are. It's like, oh, they've beat Green Bay. I mean, I obviously granted no Rodgers, but they've beat Dallas, they've beat Denver, they beat the Chargers in L.A. Like, it's a good team, man. Um, it's a good team again, and it's scary. But yeah, I I would say right now, Green Bay and. Kansas City with my dark horse being the Colts. But uh
0: all right. Believe it or not, let I will let you wrap up the show.
1: Um Do all you right. have
0: it, believe it or not.
1: Um yeah, I'll just go with a I'll go with the chalk. I'll go with the chalk one here. Um, because I think it's interesting. A lot of a lot of movement at the quarterback position this week, Dan. Do you know who the current QB one overall is, thanks to three top six finishes in the last four weeks? Tyler Huntley. I mean, he's, he's, not, I mean he's, um, on his, he's on his way.
0: Three top six finishes in the last four weeks. Damn. Uh, I have no idea.
1: Josh Allen is currently uh-huh. your QB1.
0: I guess I shouldn't be that surprised. Then.
1: Um, Brady is two, Herbert is three, Mahomes four, Stafford five. Do you believe that Josh Allen holds those gentlemen off and will finish the year as the overall QB1. Uh,
0: now when we talk about this, are we just talking about for 6 weeks, 16 and 17? We could just we
1: cut off 18. We're not if you have that's for a different discussion. If you have because
0: eight. I think if we cut off week 18, that makes the argument harder for Allen because he does have to go to New England this week. And I'm not – like, they're not going to be playing in the same windy conditions that they were in week 13 when the Patriots beat them on Monday Night Football. But at the same time, it's still – (laughs) like, you still have to go into New England. Belichick will scheme appropriately. That team is going to be pissed off because they were coming off a bye against the Colts and they played, like, garbage on Saturday. So – I don't know if he necessarily necessarily lights it up against the Patriots, but he most certainly could do that on January 2nd in week 17 against the Falcons in a one o'clock game at home because the Falcons defense is just pure trash. Now I'm guessing when Tom Brady gets Antonio Brown back, he still has Mike Evans. He still has Rob Gronkowski and he has to go on the road to play the Panthers and the Jets. Now the Panthers have good defense um, relatively young, they've invested heavily in the defense. For me, with Tom Brady coming off a game where the the Bucks put up zero points and they lost nine nothing, I think Tom Brady could like light it up for the last two weeks. Are I we think. sure,
1: Evans? I don't, I don't know if Evans even plays though. Like the hamstring, the hamstring strain, like I know is so
0: tough though because they're so easy to re aggravate. So it's like I could see them sitting him, but either way. He could make use. He'll he'll. He would lean heavily on Gronk. He could go back to Antonio Brown. I know there were some people thinking the Bucks would cut Antonio Brown. If they were going to do that, they would have done it right away. It's yeah. not like they're going to wait three weeks for Brown's suspension to be finished and then they would cut him. That just didn't make any sense to me. Um, I still think that like he and he still has Leonard Fournette that he's been mixing into the passing game as well. He still has three reliable weapons that he has a rapport, who also might has, be
1: out. Who also could be out. <laughs> Because he also Fair. left last night's game. Like Tampa is Tampa's hurting right now.
0: I'm still gonna lead Brady.
1: Okay. You're leading Brady over Allen to finish the year, yeah. QB one?
0: How close are they?
1: Um I don't have I just have uh here, i oh, I can look it up. No, they're not even gonna have updated
0: uh that's true. It's not gonna be updated until tomorrow.
1: Is, yeah, until t- well, is it tomorrow's not even gonna we have two games tomorrow.
0: It's not gonna be updated until till Wednesday.
1: Wednesday. Till Wednesday. <laughs> Shout out Wednesday.
0: But anyway, I know this is awful audio. I'm taking I'm taking my boy over the dink in Buffalo.
1: Okay. I I will uh I will also not go Josh Allen, and I'll say Justin Herbert. Overall QB1.
0: Yeah, I guess.
1: I forgot. Herb, about five that. straight five straight weeks of QB six are better for Justin Herbert. Just throwing that out there.
0: Jeez, I'm sorry. I have so much noise outside my apartment right now.
1: Well, it's it's okay. We can wrap it up here, Dan. Uh, while while the uh, while the dump trucks are uh, <laughs> Do
0: you have another starts? Uh, believe it or not, or no? No, no we're
1: ending with just the chalk. Uh, key. All right.
0: So an ugly week 15 deserves such an ugly ending to the podcast. <laughs> uh, we'll we'll get back into shape next week. But Grande, thank you so much for your time. Best of luck to you in week 16, and best of luck to the FA Nation.